Welcome to The Breakfast Show. You are listening right across Australia on 87.6, 87.8 or 88, wherever you are. You are joined this morning by myself, Lawson, and by the amazing, none other than Monica. Monica, how are you doing this oh, morning? Oh, dude, I am so good. I had just a fabulous weekend. Really? I went down to Sydney yesterday. What? Same. What? We were in Sydney at the same time? Yeah. What I was in, doing Sydney? I was, I was hanging out. I went and checked out, you know, this new Fender range that just came out. So I went to the guitar shop and checked oh, all the guitars out cool. and played them. And then... Um, in the CBD? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just up oh. the road from Central. Then I went... Oh. What, when did you... When, what? Wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. Let's sort this out right now. <laughs> so what time were you there and when did you leave? I arrived at 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. And I left probably around 10 p.m. Okay, well, I arrived at 2 p.m. Oh. And I left at 1... Well, I got home at 1 a.m. So... <laughs> wow. But you only got home like an hour after me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, wait, wait. So, we were... I was in the CBD. I could have given you a ride home. Did you catch a train or did you drive? Yeah, I caught a train. Oh, man, I could have given you a ride. That's wild. I um, I went and saw the Wildlife Photographer of the Year Award, which is an annual photography award for wildlife photography, and it's honestly probably my all-time favourite ongoing exhibition. This time it was at the Maritime Museum, and I just love it. I just love seeing... These incredible pictures of God's nature. It just, mm. oh, it's just such a refreshing exhibition. Oh, you know what was refreshing for me? Vivid. I ate mulletongue. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like, I haven't had it. My best friend keeps going on and on and on about this. Oh, thing. I still haven't had it. It's basically you go to the restaurant, Malaysia, you get a bowl. No, right? no, no, no. Um, it's more Chinese. Oh, okay. And you go to the restaurant, get a bowl, and then you get a pair of tongs, and then uh-huh. you just put everything you want in that bowl, and then you give it to them, and then they cook it for you. Oh, 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 oh yeah, nice. Oh, that sounds good. So yeah. good. Did you get to go see Vivid? Yeah, I saw Vivid. Yeah. As well. Did you see the drone show? It was lit. Oh, I missed it. Was it was going. I was off. in Darling Harbour. Hey. Well, coming up in today's show, we're going to be talking about my favorite state in the United States, Utah. <laughs> uh, we're going we're to talk about some stuff going on in Utah, particularly regarding schooling. Oh. And we're going to talk about war crimes as well. Not related to Utah, okay. but war crimes. You're listening to The Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. You're listening to The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. You're joined by Monica and myself. But Monica, you are going to bring us a first question Yeah. for the quiz. We're shaking things up, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to be doing our Breakfast Show quiz a little differently going forward. So we have a series of questions throughout the show, but each question has a different answer. We're no longer trying to find... It's no longer clues to find the one answer throughout the whole show. Mm. And every time you get one of the questions right, you get a point um, towards winning the prize. And the prize is no longer a grand prize that we do only on Fridays. The prize is something we're going to do every day. Grand mm. prize daily, ladies and gentlemen. So get yourself in with a chance. You have, what is it, one, two, three, four, five, diff- five chances every morning to get um, to get at least one uh, name in the hat. Are we still doing a, like a, a spinny wheel thing as, as, or was it just... DJ Shell, do we know? We will, but probably not on air. Okay, radio. So you, you just got to get one of the five questions this morning correct in order to get yourself into the wheel spin uh, to win today's prize, which is Daniel Practical Living in the Judgment Hour, a commentary on the book of Daniel by Norman McNulty. I'll tell you more about that throughout the show. But here is the first quiz. Mm-hmm. And there's a theme, by the way. Do, are we going to tell the theme? Yeah. So the theme for today's quiz is David's Sons. Here is quiz number one. Who was David's son 
that became king. Hey. Who was David's son that became king? Oh, that's kind of that's kind of a controversial question. Well, we love a little controversy oh, in the AM. There's maybe here multiple the answers. Hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. Which one of David's sons became king? King, what's happening in positively different news this morning? Oh, Lawson, do you know the, one of the best things I love about Monday? Mm-hmm. I love that over the weekend, so much good stuff has happened around the world, and I get to come in here on a Monday morning and I get to search around the internet looking for good news stories to share with our listeners. Mm-hmm. And there's always like a back catalogue of good stuff that's happened over the weekend. And I know there's a lot of bad stuff that's happening in the world today, but there's also still a lot of good stuff happening. And I think people need to. You know, spend some time focusing on the good things that are going on for their own mental health. I mean, even the prophet said that we should spend an hour every day in the contemplation of Christ's sacrifice for us, which is arguably the goodest good news there is. Mm. So today, oh, Lawson, I've got a dream coming true. This is so cool. (laughs) The U.S. is giving away lighthouses for free to preserve them as historic landmarks. I'm so excited about this. So it's a unique opportunity for a fixer-upper is coming by way of the U.S. General Services Admission, which is the DSA. Uh-huh. Six historic American lighthouses. So um, going up, they're going up this year via public auction. Uh, the federal government has a unique way of ensuring lighthouses retain their historic status, which can even involve auction them off to private citizens mm. uh, who have an affection for the now obsolete structures. I didn't know this, mm. but, um, you know, hundreds of lighthouses used to ensure that sailors could safely come into harbour, but apparently they're all now derelict since the invention of GPS technology. I didn't know that lighthouses were, were obsolete. Sure. Well, because yeah. people can just look at a GPS and then they're chilling. Yeah, but what, like, what about little like in, people in dinghies that didn't bring a GPS with them? No, they all have GPSs. My really? my my dad's fishing boat has a GPS. Like, and how I'm, big I'm, is this? I'm it's like a tiny fishing boat. Oh, really? It, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, it also has like a sonar and stuff, so we can see the fish. But <laughs> but um, I feel like that's cheating. Yeah, it, it, it totally <laughs> is. You know, Dad's like, I'm the best fisherman I know, and I'm like, yeah, because you can see in the water. It's like, <laughs> it makes dad. everything a lot easier. <laughs> no, 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 but dogs. but absolutely, like most, like where lighthouses are the most important is not for dinghies; it's for big ships. Yeah, but big ships. All like have that technology on them now, so that they don't get you know. Where where have I been? I didn't know this. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you know, lighthouses are beautiful; they're just attractive pieces of mm-hmm. seaside scenery. Absolutely, yeah. And it's you know, I, I feel like everyone loves a lighthouse. Who doesn't yeah. love a lighthouse? I feel like they've become they are have always been um, like tourist attractions in and of themselves. But all I'm hearing is if they've become derelict and unused. Then they're a fixer-upper, mm-hmm. and you can buy one for cheap. Well, in this case, you can get one for free. Six of Dude, them. So the G- amazing. I know. So the GS apparently the GSA routinely sells off lighthouses to nonprofits interested in conservation. Um, mm. So like state and local governments, educational agencies, and even federal ones. Uh, however, if no buyers come up, the GSA will auction them off to public at prices mm. ranging from only ten grand up to nearly a million. Dude, I'd love to know what a million dollar we could, lighthouse we could, looks like. We could put that money together and have a Faith FM lighthouse. 
a wicked broadcast from the tippy top bit, whatever that's called. That's <laughs> that such from, a good idea. From where the light is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm so into this. This, we, is, this is genius. And we could have all kinds of lighthouse puns for the names of our shows. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so and, into and we, this. But we will be like, we could call it the lighthouse, just like Jesus is our lighthouse, yeah. you know, it's. And we could we could paint the outside to promote the promote the radio station. Like white and red. This is an amazing idea, Lawson. I am full of them. So apparently since the National Historic Lighthouse Preservation Act mm-hmm. was passed in the year two thousand, more than a hundred and fifty lighthouses have been sold or handed over to various organizations. Includes eighty one that are now owned by government agencies and non profits and another seventy that have been sold to the public. I mm. would love to know what those government agencies are doing with eighty one lighthouses. <laughs> <laughs> Something conspiracy theorists, no worries. Apparently, costs for upkeep of lighthouses are relative to what the new owner plans to do with it. Uh, the GSA states in a notice of the May 2023 lighthouse season, didn't know that was a thing, a total restoration could be thousands of dollars while a simple cleaning is much less. New owners should expect to have to paint, clean, and possibly restore broken or missing items. Most lighthouses do not have any utilities, so there would be a cost associated with making their lighthouse livable. In my opinion, that's totally a, um, a, an okay cost to endure mm. uh, to make a lighthouse. I would love to live in a lighthouse. So this Absolutely. year, six lighthouses are being placed on the notice of availability and four are going direct to public auction. And should any of the six not find owners, they too will be sold to the citizenry, as they call the citizens. Mm. So they include the Lind Point Lighthouse, Old Saybrook, Connecticut, Knobstra Lighthouse in Falmouth, the Woods Hole, Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. There's a whole long list. They're all over the place. Oh. Maine, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island. Lighthouse Church. <gasps> Lawson. And you just call it the lighthouse. Who wouldn't want to go to church in a lighthouse? I mean, the last time I went to a lighthouse was here in, oh, it's like up in like Nelson Bay area. Yeah. But it's kind of small. I don't know how you could fit a church worth of people in there. We'd figure it out. We'd, yeah. We'd figure get it them out. going all the way up the <laughs> stairs. And then you've got the preacher at the top yeah. preaching down the stairs. That is crazy. Maybe like some sort of amphitheatre style kind of. It's got to be something oh, you can do. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like. Or just like build a building that attaches to the lighthouse that's. Right. That's a church. Yeah. I, I imagine like, okay, so. There's a shed next to it. So you've got like the church with the pews on the other side and you've got like the aisle down the middle, right? Mm. And then the, and then that goes into the stage and then behind the stage, like, you know, on the wall behind the stage is a doorway that just goes straight into the lighthouse. Yeah. Absolutely. <sighs> And do you lighthouse know, church. Do you know what? Not only that, but you could recuperate your funds you had to spend to do it up by having um, the lighthouse church for hire for weddings. Who wouldn't want to get married? Oh, wow. And have beautiful photography like on the beach at a lighthouse chapel. Wow. That, dude, you oh, and why I. Why are we so smart? How, how, <laughs> how are we, we broke? Sold every- <laughs> I'm so broke. That's so funny. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, so John Keeley of the GSA Office of Real Property um, Disposition said that people really appreciate the heroic role of the solitary lighthouse keeper. They were really the instruments to provide safe passage into some of these perilous harbours, which afforded communities great opportunities for commerce, and they were often located in prominent locations that offer breathtaking views. Mm. Can, what about what happens if we've got one of those lighthouses that's like right out where the waves crash around the base of it all the time? Then, I don't know, we'd... 
would have to build like a barn yeah. on stilts, like one of those ones that are on oh, stilts. That's scary. I always look at those things and it scares me. Yeah. It makes me feel nervous. I'm like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, like you know, homes hanging off the edge of cliffs and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, I don't but know. But that's how I feel. the thing about it. like most of them are going to be in in slightly precarious locations because they're yeah. supposed to be warning people. Sure, sure, sure. It'd be. Do you know what would be? Do you know what would be nice mm-hmm. if we could have our lighthouse church and when church is in session. We light up the beacon and let it let it do this little illumination thing, mm. and that's how you know when church is happening. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, On, all, all Sabbath long, when Sabbath starts, we light up the um the uh the where the, the candle up. The well, top. I think you only light the light when it's nighttime, right? Well, Sabbath starts in the evening, so yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. <laughs> You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Past. <laughs> hey, you're, you're listening to the Breakfast Show here on Faith FM, and we need another clue for the quiz or a question. We need a question for the and quiz because yeah. every Paul Lawson. We just got him used to saying a clue for the quiz, and now he's going back to saying another. Clue. <laughs> uh, it's all right. Quiz. It's all right. Don't feel sorry for me. This is my job. If if I wasn't getting paid to be here, then, you know, then you could show me some sympathy, but you know, this is, it's what I'm doing. It's, it's, you know, get, getting money. So we're, we're here, <laughs> we're, we're getting it done. Hey, All right. Okay. Breakfast show quiz. Here we go. The theme, remember, is David's sons. This is our second quiz this morning. How did David's oldest son, Amnon, die? Oh, scandalous. Hey. Very scandalous. You know the answer. 0491 is the number to call or text. Also, this month, we're doing a bunch of giveaways for a whole list of things. We've talked about the Sabbath gift on the show. If you don't know what that is, essentially, we are giving away some resources. It was specifically a book called The Sabbath Gift. And all you have to do is text in our show here at 0491-064-669 with the word Sabbath, and you'll be able to get that book. We're doing it all month, so you'll be able to... Um, get in and, and get that resource, get that prize, get that book. You'll also be able to hear on Faith FM lots of people talking about the Sabbath and why they like the Sabbath and what they've enjoyed from the Sabbath and how maybe even the Sabbath has changed their lives. Mm-hmm. We also are doing some giveaways on our website. So if you head to our website, you can engage there. And basically, guys... Go to our website. You're going to get free merch, all right? You're going to get Faith of M jackets, Faith of M hats, Faith of M mugs. And you are like, I own all of these things, obviously, because I work for Faith of M, and they are fantastic. We want to give them to you absolutely for free. We're giving them away, but you have to get in with our secret code, which is the secret code that we have here on the breakfast show is the word wheat bix. So, if you head on to the website and then type in Wheatbix, you'll be able to enter that. Well, you'll enter that code by typing in Wheatbix, and then you'll be able to win free stuff. But again, the website that is faithfm.com.au. Make sure you get the AU in there, faithfm.com.au, and you'll be able to win a bunch of free things, which I'm sure you want because I want free things. It's free things are like the best thing ever. We have such great free things as church lunch which is incredible. I, I always get hooked up with free church lunch. Um, the gift of salvation from Jesus Christ, which is a free gift from God. Look, we've got so many good free things that we're given, and one of those is Faith FM merch. So, guys, <laughs> faithfm.com.au is the place where you need to go. You're listening to The Breakfast Show this morning, and we're going to talk about Utah. 
Okay. Now, Utah is the home of my favorite basketball team, the Utah I Jazz. I knew this was going to be about sport. But it's not about sport. I'm just No, no I was like, because you were like, Utah is my favorite state. And I'm like, why would Utah be anyone's favorite state? And I was like, oh, it's the Utah Jazz. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. The Utah Jazz. Shout out the Jazz. Shout out Jordan Clarkson, my favorite basketball player. We've also got, um, we, we also have the, so in Utah, mm. um, there are lots of Mormons. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, you know, it's, it's kind of categorized as the Mormon state. Actually, I was looking at a map recently, and it was a, a it was a map of like alcohol consumption in the United States per state. And the more blue the map was, then it was like more alcohol consumed. So you look at like particular states. I think it was like New York State, and it was like super blue, and like you know a bunch of other states, California and and Oregon, they were like really blue. And then there was a picture of Utah, you know, the Utah state, and it was completely white. Like no one there is drinking alcohol, basically. Do you know what's also interesting about beverages in Utah? They also um, don't promote the drinking of coffee and tea. Mm-hmm. So instead, Utah has this interesting uh, culture where they have soda shops. It's literally a takeaway, like a McDonald's that you go through, drive through, and yeah. all they sell is different flavored sodas, mm-hmm. and they mix mix them like they put Coca Cola with milk, and that's like their coffee. Yeah, 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 or Pepsi with milk, and they call it Pilk. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which is the grossest thing ever, but. Uh, um, hey, Utah, they're, they're doing a bunch of things. But that, yeah, again, we can see the massive Christian influence there mm-hmm. because uh, because it's the home of Mormonism. And there are Mormons who live there and Mormons who come from all around the world to, to visit there and who live there and whatnot. But in Utah, in a school di- district, in the Davis School District, uh, they have removed the Bible. What? From elementary and middle school libraries. In Utah? In Utah. They have removed the Bible because the content of the Bible is seen as sensitive and pornographic. What? Yeah. Of all the stuff that they pile on our kids, they reckon the Bible is pornographic. Mm -hmm. Have they been to any, any secular bookshop in any country right now and so, seen what's what's being sold from the kids section. So there was a parent who complained and they said that the Bible has no serious value for minors because of its pornographic because it's pornographic by the definition that uh, so in 2022 they had the change of a state law in Utah or the bring forth of a bill that turned into a state law um, that would remove books because of pornographic material or, or sexualized material. It's going in line with, I think Florida was ultimately the pioneer of this with their safe books policy, which was essentially parents were able to get involved in their kids' education and review the books that were in the libraries and then, you know, make moves to ban it. And essentially this parent in Utah Utah has brought out the same legislation. This parent's gone, well, by that definition, the Bible should be banned. And they've listened to them and they've gone through and they've taken the Bible off of the shelves of the library. Is this off the back of the whole gender fluidity thing? That yeah, yeah, obviously, yeah. yeah. So uh, the huge thing that was taking place that was controversial and that what le- that led to this was the increase of LGBT-focused books for young people mm-hmm. and also, you know, kind of an overhaul in sexual education. That took place in Florida first because, as we're seeing in the United States and even here in Australia, um, the way that LGBT and trans ideology and whatnot have been affecting um, uh, education and especially like childhood 
sexual education. And, you know, they were like, well, we shouldn't be teaching five-year-olds about this. And so they, they pushed to reform it and to, and to get that out of schools. But yeah, along with that came this, this legislation where parents have the ability to review and vote on whether books should be in the library or not. But yeah, this has gone through and they're taking the Bible out. And now the Book of Mormon is coming under, under under question as well. Yeah. Yeah. Coming under review. Now, um, those who are seeing this take place and who live in this area, uh, there are a number of parents who are like, oh, this is just spiteful. You know, this is coming from a person who's just just doing this because they're, you know, they, they have something against the church. But at the same time, the, legis- the framework of the legislation allows it to happen. But then I think like, okay, so it's defining the Bible as pornographic You could say that there are quote-unquote sex scenes in the Bible, but they don't go any further than they had sex. They say what happened. Yeah, Yeah. but it's not like... It's not like pornography. Like it's not like actual like pornographic reading or pornographic material. It's like, oh, you know... Basically, the pendulum's swinging the other way. Instead of saying, oh, we need to teach kids correct sexual sexuality as opposed to incorrect sexuality mm. they're now saying we shouldn't teach them anything mm. which is not going to work either yeah it's it's really it's really crazy I, and i love that point too i mean for myself so this is being taken out of elementary schools and middle schools now middle schools in the united states go that the age range there it's like year five to year eight I know for myself we were first introduced to like a specific like sex ed class uh, we had a sexual education, and we've talked about this on the radio before. And you've talked about how you really didn't like your sex ed class, mm-hmm. and I talked about how I really liked my sex ed mm-hmm. class um, because it came to us at year six, and it gave us a bunch of really valuable information. And it was when we we're all introduced to it. And I think it was—I I went to a Christian school, and they did it in a really healthy and a really good way that also promoted good morals mm-hmm. um that even for myself as a non-christian like i could see the value in that and so i'm i'm all about you know at that approach it's basically the puberty age you know introducing people to the idea introducing young people to the idea of sex and, and giving them some information about it simultaneously the bible isn't a book about sex you're yeah, right <laughs> like Not like the, the bible is a book about jesus christ how he's lived and he's died and he's resurrected for you the amazing work that god has done and so uh, yeah this is just absolutely ridiculous yeah. and hey let us know what you think though zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call you're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Uh, listening right across Australia, where we are doing all kinds of things. We're about to bring you an interview, but we need to give you another question for the quiz. So here we go. Who was the mother of David's son, Daniel? Who was the mother of David's son, Daniel? 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. If you know the answer to that one, you will go into the... Well, you're just going just gonna to win. You're just going to win a bunch of stuff. You're going to be a blast. Hey, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. Who was the mother of David's son, Daniel? 491 0491- 064-669. We've now come to the time of the show where we do an interview, and on the phone we have none other than Justin Lawman. Justin, are you there with us? I am, Lawson. How are you, mate? I'm fantastic, and I am ready to talk about all things politics and prophecy. So, what are we talking about today? 
Uh, the waterfall, mate. The waterfall. Oh. So if you if you swim above a waterfall, mm-hmm. and maybe you can help me understand this, is there a point of no return when I get so close to the waterfall that now I, I no matter what I do, I can't get back up above and I have to go over the waterfall? Oh yeah, absolutely. Now I'm a fantastic swimmer, uh, so I you know I just I do, I do laps in waterfalls. You <laughs> do know. you? But uh, but <laughs> not quite. But I love that. I remember uh, when I was younger, getting to have a look in the AIS, and they have like those. Um, basically, it's like a pool where it's like a small little pool, but it's shooting water a particular direction, and you swim in it, and you stay still, right? Because you're swimming against a, a moving current that's just there. Now, yeah, the current of a waterfall is so incredibly heavy that there is a point where even me, a strong swimmer, can't get out. <laughs> and that's when you start to swim sideways instead of forwards. But but then even <laughs> at some point, you're just you're just done. You're just gone. So you're going the, off that the, cliff. The analogy of the waterfall. Uh-huh. Is it's 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 an analogy of mm-hmm. the debt limit in the United States. That's oh, what I wow. want to talk about, and what mm-hmm. they did last week, which I think, um, you know, when you're when you're trying to work out what's going on, it's really looking back, and mm. you can say, "Wow, that was the point." So you can't always, in fact, you can never really surely know that that's the point of no return. Mm. It, just to give some context for the audience, it, prior to COVID-19, the U.S. government, you know, in an annual budget was spending about $5 trillion. And mm. because of COVID and what that did to the economy or the lockdowns, they took the government spend up to $7, 7500000000000 a year. Wow. Remember, a trillion dollars if you've got a $1,000 note. Mm-hmm. and you press it against another $1,000 note, mm-hmm. you can drive in a car at 110 kilometres an hour for an hour, and those notes are right there beside you the whole way. There's wow. so much money. Um, they have basically – they had an opportunity last week, the House, controlled by the Republicans, and mm. in the Senate then, to say, look, we've spent too much. We're spending money we don't have. We have to stop or the consequences, and I'll talk about those in a minute, the consequences will be so profound, we'll never recover. Well, last Mm. week they decided to extend the debt limit, not by a dollar value, but by a date. Oh, wow. Uh, Out to January of 2025 when the next presidential election will be all over, done and dusted. (laughs) Talk about (laughs) kicking the can. Wow. Yeah, and no limit. No limit. It's like... Just go it's crazy. Least, see, they've baked in now the seven seven point five trillion a year that was the emergency thing mm-hmm. is now normal. And this without the emergency, so to speak. And I think I think they've gone past the point. Yeah. Time will oh, reveal sure. all things. But they are at thirty two trillion in debt. Yeah. Said you know today, uh, that will be by twenty twenty five minimum thirty seven trillion. Mm. What are the consequences? Couple of things. So, on current interest rates, by twenty twenty five, the annual interest payment on the government's debt will be one point two trillion a year. Mm. 
that's bigger than their military budget, and that's a big budget that in the U.S. Crazy, yeah. That's just your interest. Mm. That's just your interest. There's a couple of other consequences that we should think about, and um, I have a few theories on why they might have done it. But anyway, let's just stay with the consequences. Mm. The other consequence is the concentration of wealth. Mm. And we are witnessing and experiencing, you know, 10% have 90% of the wealth. Mm. And that is now, um, that's not going to be overturned in this sort of setting. The middle class and the power of their money to buy things is depleting wow. on a daily mm. basis right now in front of our eyes. And people, we're in Australia, we're not America, mm. but unfortunately, yeah, we we just follow along behind mm. because they're just too big and powerful and too big an economy. It'll affect the world. And the collapsing of the wealth of the, the distribution of wealth gets so concentrated up at the top which has happened many times in history and it's happening on steroids right now. Mm-hmm. And along with that, Lawson, is something we are getting to know about called inflation. Yeah, of course, of course. Well, because as you said, inflation, it ultimately widens that gap between the rich and the poor and it takes everything that you've you know saved for and your super or 401k and it essentially you know makes it almost worthless it trashes it it's mm. just trash and we're, we're waiting you know young couples waiting for prices to sort of cool down or go down even on the on the housing market that's not going to happen in an inflationary world. It's yeah, just absolutely. your dollar buys less and the mm. prices just go up. Mm. Uh, wages can't keep up with it. They're trying to put up wages now in Australia to try and keep up with inflation, but yeah, that's a losing that's a losing scenario. So time will tell, Lawson. Time mm. will tell whether we reached the point above the waterfall. Mm. But if we get to that level of debt by 2025 and that's what they've now chosen to do Mm. how how, is it easier to fix then Uh, absolutely Uh. not it's it's (laughs) it's like it's the problem of procrastination right like you just have more to do with less time that's 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 the the dilemma that they're in what is going to change in the next two years what you know underground you know gold vein or coal vein or you know what 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 natural resource is going to save them from something like this i have a theory but i'm i'll I'll not touch that just yet but Mm. i have to say um it's it's like getting up at three in the morning to start your assignment that's due at seven you just you don't want to do that you want to start Mm. working weeks ahead Mm. and they had a golden opportunity and the narrative varies in the media, but really every solid economist is of the same opinion. It will put an injection into the economy initially, mm-hmm. but the long-term consequences, we're heading for a waterfall. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it's kind of the only thing, Lawson, and here am I, and, and please, folks listening at home, these mm-hmm. are the views of Justin, not, not anyone else's. Mm-hmm. Um 
the only thing that's going to interrupt that is war. Oof. Um, wow. Yeah, that's such a good point because the, the war machine is the thing that gets economies booted up. And most of that money is owed to one nation. Mm. Um, and that's, it's not good. This is not good. And there's not easy answers, not easy ways to fix this. Now, this is, this is baked in. And we're in the helicopter overlooking the big landscape. We're not down in the details so much. But if you just look up at the big level of things, this is big stuff that's going on right now. And, um, you know, praise God for Jesus. <laughs> he's gonna, Amen. he's gonna fix everything mm. ultimately. But mankind, we uh, just seem to be trapped by our own circumstances. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what we've continually seen with the situation of debt in the economy is that we keep trying to come up with solutions, uh, and they always fail. I mean. Yeah. I think what it shows me is, again, that there is, you know, considerable um, discussion and fighting historically over, you know, system of politics or system of um, economics, especially as we're talking about here, the economy, uh, say capitalism or communism or whatever it may be. But I think what we can obviously see is that the influence of, you know, a sinful world and sinful people on anything just makes it terrible. <laughs> and we're, we're broken people and we're broken right. inside and, and therefore our societies are broken. Our governments are broken. We mm. can point and blame, but we're all a part of it. But don't, yeah. folks, don't live off your credit card. Just live within your means is a mm-hmm. good principle. It's a biblical principle. Absolutely. And uh, we'll, we'll see. It's all, it's all happening in front of our eyes and we know how the story ends in Scripture. And there's some rough water between here and there. But mm-hmm. right now, uh, they're plunging towards that waterfall at a rate that in our lifetimes... See, Lawson, before January of 2025, mm. what other unknown thing is going to hit us? Mm. We didn't see COVID. Mm-hmm. We, what, is there another catastrophe around the corner? Of course there is. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why. That's if everything stays normal. Mm. they are not sort of, they don't have any levers left in a crisis now. Mm. They can't throw more money at things. They're already, that's just the norm now. You're supposed to sort of save that for an emergency, but now the emergency spend is the normal. And uh, it's, it's not good. And I wish we could take some more responsibility for the sake of our children and and their grandchildren, but mm. um, like I say, Jesus is the answer, and He's got the future in His hands. Yeah, absolutely. I think, yeah, we're looking forward at this catastrophe, uh, and we're thinking about okay, who's the winners and who's the losers, and oh, the the gap dividing between the rich and the poor and whatnot. But ultimately, the winners at the end of the day are those who choose God. Uh, Amen. No matter what side of the spectrum they're on, no matter what country they're in no matter whether they're facing immense persecution or not that much persecution uh, yeah the winners at the end of the day are those who are choosing jesus because they they haven't they have an actual escape you know it's not 2025 because we know it's not going to work no it's uh they have an actual escape coming um with with jesus christ yeah yeah so i'm um, i sorry to be such an encouraging word to everyone <laughs> 
It's a bit depressing, but uh, it's good to know that God's got everything in his hands. I think I think sometimes we need it though, because we actually look at this world and realize like there is nothing good here. There is nothing here worth giving up salvation over. And you know, we are compelled to follow Jesus to repent uh, because you know of all the great things He's done. But I think it's also relatively compelling to look at, oh, well, what's the alternative to me doing that? And it's yep. it's to be caught in a debt trap that is going to spring in 2025. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's basically it. That's, that's, that's your other option. That's it. And uh, they wrote a famous book about the lead-up to the First World War, and they called it Sleepwalkers because mm. they're, they're sleepwalking into a catastrophe. And they just couldn't couldn't avert it because they just weren't awake mm. um, to what was going on around them. And so, yeah, be awake, people. Mm. Be 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 clear of what's going on in the bigger picture, mm. and and do some research. Get get your head around that so you can be prepared, mm. and you're not sleepwalking into the future. Absolutely. Hey, Justin, thank you so much for joining us this morning. We're going to continue on. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.